Welcome to the Finding Clarity podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Hi folks, we want to welcome you to episode 152 of the Finding Clarity podcast. The Finding Clarity podcast is a ministry here at the Kerbinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and a Christian life. So we try to put together podcasts with questions that we often find that people have, but they don't get the answer necessarily from a Sunday school lesson or a Bible study or even in a morning service. So we try to address those questions here and try to give them a biblical answer for them to think about and to ponder. And today's question is one of those questions that really we should say is very important for you and I as believers to understand. And it has to do with the Holy Spirit and how he intercedes or prays for us. And and in fact, that's what the question is. How does the Spirit intercede for us? Now, where that comes from is is that there's a comfort in knowing that the Holy Spirit prays for us as we endure difficulty in our lives. But how exactly does he do that? And so that's what we're going to look at today. Now, in order for us to grasp the reality of the role of the Spirit in interceding for us and figuring out exactly how he does that, We need to understand why he does that, and I want to focus, first of all, on three things that kind of talk about our weaknesses. The fact of the matter is, is you and I struggle with certain things that bother us, that consume us, and we really need to talk about that. It's in the midst of those weaknesses that the Holy Spirit then comes along and helps us. What do you mean, weaknesses? Well, here's the first one. We're often crippled by our fears. Of all the things that you and I are concerned about, it's our fears, our worries, our anxieties, the things that we're concerned that are going to take place, the things that we're afraid are going to happen to us, the condition that we're in or the state that we're in, we are crippled by those fears. And our biggest fear is the thought of being alone. It's almost universal with most human beings. Of course, there are those individuals who say, I don't need anybody. I can do it on my own. I find that there are very few of those who truly feel that way. Most of us, because we're relational beings, want to feel like we are being supported or that we have somebody with us, and we struggle with the fear of being alone. Now, this is especially true when we're in the midst of difficulty. When you and I are in the midst of struggle, whether we've created it or not, when we're in the midst of suffering, we feel very alone and isolated, and we feel like we're the only ones going through it, and those things are very real to us. Now, it's in the midst of those struggles that we have, those fears that we have, especially the fear of being alone, that we want to talk about what the Spirit's role is. And so I've got a couple things I want to point out to you here. First of all, the Spirit was sent to us so that we would not be alone. Listen to what Jesus says in John, in his upper room discord. John chapter 14, verses 16 through 18. 
And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Now, I want you to look at what he says here about the Spirit. Look, verse 16, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. So the Spirit was sent so that we would not be alone. Now, one of the roles that the Spirit has, and he has many roles, some of those roles are articulated in chapter 14 of John, chapter 15 of John, chapter 16 of John. One of those roles that he has is the role of intercession. One of the Spirit's roles is to intercede for believers. We find that in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And so that's where we're going to spend the rest of our time here, this podcast, is we're going to focus on the Spirit's intercession. And what exactly is Paul saying in verse 26 of chapter Eight, and how does that help you and I, especially when we're in the midst of our fears, and, and especially if we're feeling like we're alone or we're in the midst of difficulty? Well, I've got a lot of things I want to share with you here. So let's, let's kind of go through these and we'll make comment as we go. I think the first thing you and I need to understand is this. The Spirit understands our weaknesses and helps us in them. Very clear. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, Paul says. You and I need to grasp that of, of all the people in this world, nobody knows what you're going through except you. But when we talk about God, he knows everything. And his spirit understands your weaknesses and exactly what you're going through in that moment. And he helps us. He helps you in them. He helps you through your weaknesses. In fact, Paul points out there are times when we don't know how to pray for the thi- for things as we should. There are times when we don't know how to pray for things as we should. Notice what he says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Have you ever been in that kind of situation? I found myself in that situation many times where we're facing some sort of difficulty. We know we need to talk to the Lord about it. We're seeking his wisdom, seeking his guidance, but yet we don't really know what to ask for or how to pray. We're at a loss for words. And so there are times when we don't know how to pray. Now, it's in the midst of those times that the Spirit acts. So the Spirit intercedes for us during those times. Look at what Paul says, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. So in the midst of those times when you're going through it, you don't know how to pray for yourself, the Holy Spirit prays for you because he knows your weaknesses. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. 
Now, Paul, in the rest of the verse, describes how he intercedes for us. And that's where we're going to spend a little bit of time now. So the Spirit intercedes with groanings which cannot be uttered. So I think we need to just take that phrase at face value. Groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, some Christians believe that this is a reference to speaking in tongues. So there are some in Protestantism, those who are of the Pentecostal or charismatic background, who would say that this is the Spirit speaking through us in a heavenly language. However, I would say the context of Romans 8 suggests something different. I don't think, if you look at what the plain reading is here, and you put it in the context of the passage, I don't think you're going to find that that's exactly what Paul is talking about. You can go to other passages and find reference to that. It's not here in Romans 8. Why? Well, the phrase groanings which cannot be uttered means indescribable or wordless groans. So these are groans that are indescribable or wordless. Now, the word groan is used three times in Romans 8.22 through 26. So you're going to see a form of the word groaning being used in three different references here, the final one being what we're looking at here in verse 26, being the spirit groaning. But there are two other times where the very same groaning is mentioned. But when you look at the context of what is being said there, it has nothing to do with, quote, a heavenly language. So creation groans for deliverance. You're going to see that, verse 22. And believers groan for our redemption. That is, the final state of our being with Jesus when we go to be with him. So there... Both of those instances do not make reference to a heavenly language. They just are simply talking about groaning. And Paul uses then that same word to describe the groaning that the Spirit does for us. In fact, that would draw you over to a very wonderful parallel passage over in John chapter 11. In John chapter 11, we see Lazarus who has died and Jesus coming to his grave to raise him from the dead. You're familiar with that story. We'll look at verse 38. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was carved and the stone was laid against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench for... He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I say this, that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out 
bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Now, I want you to notice the issue of groaning. Jesus is groaning. He's not speaking a heavenly language. He's groaning. What is that? Personal identification with pain, with suffering. And that's what we see here is that the Spirit, in interceding for us, He feels for us, He cares for us, He groans for us with words that cannot be uttered. So here's what I want you to see. The Spirit intercedes with unuttered groans for believers in their difficulties. So let's get back to our original question now. How does the Spirit intercede for us? He intercedes for us in the midst of our pain, in the midst of what we're going through and the difficulties that face, in the midst of situations where we ourselves don't know how to pray or what to ask for or what to pray for in the midst of or deliverance or anything. God prays for us. And how does he pray for us? He, he groans for us. He feels for us, and so he prays with unuttered words. He prays to the Father for us. That's what you need to know. It's not that there's a heavenly language that you and I would experience in that moment, but rather the Spirit groans for you, prays for you, feels for you as he intercedes before the Father something to take comfort in as you and I face the difficulties that we face. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions. And you might be saying, George, hey, I've got a question. How do I get that to you? Well, there are several ways that you can get that to me. So, for instance, if you attend the services here at Kerwinsville Christian Church, you just simply need to come up and ask me. Write it down. Give it to me. I would say that's the best way because I tend to forget things. Write it down, get it to me, and we'll look at answering it here on the podcast. You can also contact us through our church webpage. There's a contact page there. Just simply go there and ask your question. You can contact us through Facebook. Simply go to Kerwinsville Christian Church and go and message us, direct message us there, or right on the wall. We'll see your question, and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. We're hoping that you ponder the things that we talked about today as we talk about the Spirit's intercession for us, and we hope that you will continue to grow in your relationship with Christ and that you would allow the Spirit to guide you as you seek answers from Him. Until the next time, take care.